Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you know what time it is. Time to hang here yeah. with Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. Get the latest scoop. From Mr. Cooper. From Mr. Cooper. From Mr. Cooper. Hang with Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. Get the latest scoop. From Mr. Cooper. From Mr. Cooper. Welcome to the Bit Scoop with Coop. I'm your host, Coop. Season 5, guys, is going strong. Make sure you do check out the website, www.thebigscoopwithcoop.com, where you can actually catch episodes from Season 1 all the way up to Season 5. Also, make sure you do follow me um, on Facebook. You can catch me live right now. Facebook.com forward slash the Big Scoop with Coop. Also, blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Bit Scoop with Coop. Tell your family, friends, associates. Haters, tell them all to tune in because you don't want to miss this guest today. Um, also, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at MCOOP317. But enough about me, people. Um, today's guest, all I can say is wow. Um, she has been in the media industry for over 15 years. You have seen her um, on basically Centric TV lifestyle show that's called The Culture List. Um, she's also co-hosted for Skip Murphy in the afternoon, and she's done a jam session with Brian Knight. And also, I know you catch her in the morning because I know all of you are listening to the show, the D.L. Hewley Show, one, the one and the only, Miss Jasmine Sanders. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, yes ma'am. How's your day so far? Well, so far it's not so good. <laughs> right. It was a rough oh. night last night, you know, with the election and you know a lot yeah. of uh, a lot of uh, sleepless nights these past couple of days. Who who you telling, Miss Sanders? I know. Hello. 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 Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you, but I can't hear him. I apologize about that, Ms. Sanders. We had a technical difficulty right there. I apologize about it, Ms. Sanders. We had a little technical difficulty. So we're back on live, so I do apologize about that again. But Oh um, no, it's okay. Yes, ma'am. Um basically what I was saying, I know how it feels about the sleepless nights. It I was there, um I wasn't at the election, but um I stayed up and to about one thirty, two o'clock. I'm in North Carolina, so I'm on Eastern time. So um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of shocked myself. So I think a lot of people had a lot of sleepless nights that night. So yeah, I definitely get you. Absolutely. On that. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Now, I mean, uh, I've been thinking about it for a while. And then obviously last night we were hoping that things would be a little different, but you know, we, we lost big in North Carolina. We lost big in Michigan. We lost big in Florida. And I think those were some of the key states that, that basically put the nail in the coffin for us. It is, and I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm in North Carolina, and it um, it kind of hurt my heart when I saw where it went red. And I was like, are you serious? Yeah, so, yeah it's very and, tough. Very tough. 
Yes, it is. Um, and you know, I'm just only thing we can say we're in praying time. So you know, let's just you know hope for the best. That's all we can do now, <laughs> to be true. That's true. That's all but, we can um, do. We you're can right. Do. You're definitely right. Now, Miss Sanders, on this show, we do speak about how you started in your career, your success, give advice on how to get into your career, and much more. Now, Miss um, okay. Sanders, when did you first? When did you first realize that you wanted to get into you know, the industry, the, the media industry, the music industry, television. When did you first realize? Well, actually, I realized that when I was still a kid. I had this infatuation with music and, and even with TV. I, I initially wanted to be a singer, but unfortunately, I'm not blessed with that gift. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> I, I did at least realize that although I could not hold a melody, I could still use my voice in a melodic way just speaking as opposed to singing. So when I was a kid, I would, you know, I'd sit next to the radio and listen to it for hours and hours and hours. And, you know, I used to love, you know, I always looked up to Barbara Walters and I, and I thought it was amazing how people could move you and make you feel a particular way based on what they said and how they said it. And I thought, you know, that that's exactly what I, I need to do. And so I went to college and I majored in mass comm and, and as well as, uh, political science, and I made the decision then that, I, that you know, entertainment would be where I'd want to be. And you know, Ms. Sanders, I always say to people on my show, if you knew at a young age or at a younger age that you want to do something, that means it's going to stay in your heart. And, yeah. and that's really an early sign that you want to do something for yourself in your life. And look at you now. I mean, you've done so much that it, it's going to take more than one episode to really go into exactly everything you've done step by step, but I can say this with over 15 years of media experience, you've seen it all, you've interviewed them, the A1 listeners, we're going to talk about that later on also, um, you've done a lot, also co-hosting the D.L. Hewley show, that's something, the nationally syndicated <laughs> show, that's something that, you know, people listen to, I'm I'm a fan of the show also, so oh, I listen, and yes, yes, I definitely listen, I always get a laugh off of all of y'all, every day. So <laughs> definitely can't. Yes. Um, now, Miss Sanders, what um, what what hurdles did you go through? You know, to get to the success you're at right now. Uh, well, first of all, I would say the biggest hurdle is overcoming what you yourself believe about what you can and what you can't do. For me, the biggest obstacle was uh, allowing my yes to be greater than the no. Because a lot of people will tell you, no, you're, you're going to get denied a lot. And it's very difficult in an industry where we are people pleasers to hear no, because you begin to believe that you're not good enough. So the most difficult thing is to maintain a sense of confidence, uh, a sense of, uh, yes, I can, and yes, I will, in the midst of a ton of no's and closed doors and being fired and you know, it's, very, it's easy when you, I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's easier when you have a job that you have specific things and there are different variables that determine whether or not you will be successful at it. You know, if you have a job where you come in every day and you do the same thing every single day, and as long as you do those things, you're good, it's different than what we do because people will like you today, tomorrow they may not. And you can internalize that. And it can become a, a bit of a barrier between you and success. So realizing that people, you, you, can't, you can't make people like you. So you have to believe in yourself and just be the best personality that you can be. 
and hope that it relates to people and hope that they are touched by it and hope that they like it and hope that they will like you in your good and in your bad. And so I think that first and foremost was the biggest hurdle. The next hurdle, you know, obviously is the elephant in the room as seen with Hillary Clinton in this election. And that is just being a female in this industry and a black female at that. It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. Very difficult. And that's very true. And, you know, and that's one thing that stands out about you, Jasmine. You, you know, one, I, I'm not in no type of way I'm a sexist or anything like that. But, you know, it, it seems like it'll be harder for a female to get into this industry as far as it goes for what you're doing in the media industry. And now, like you said, with this election right here that went all over, you you don't know what the future holds. But what I can say is this, though, Jasmine, at the same time, you have overcome some big odds. And you have actually stepped up. And like you said, you you didn't take no and you didn't you didn't take the word no and run with it. You didn't say, okay, right. I'm done. They're not going to accept me. I mean, you turned heads through your whole career where people is noticing you. People is hearing you. People are actually coming out there saying, I know her. That's Jasmine Sanders. I hear her on the radio. I've seen her on television. I've seen her do it all. And And you're an inspiration to a lot of people. You really are because there are a lot of women I know that would love to be in the shoes that you're in right now for as it goes for yeah. the success that you have. So, you know, congratulations again off of that. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's definitely, you know, a lot of hard work. Uh, and I think for every me that's out there, there are, mm-hmm. you know, 20 others who are trying to, to be in that same position. And unfortunately, you know, for them, it may or may not be the case. And that's why I said it's very important that you, you know, you're really sure in who you are and you're not afraid to be who you are. You know, one of the the issues that I had early on in my career was, you know, they didn't think that I was soft enough. I wasn't pink enough. And, you know, I grappled with that because, you know, I'm, I'm, I like to think that I'm, I'm very feminine and I, you know, I, I love, you know, my sexiness and, and the, the female energy that I have, but for whatever reason, you know, early on in my career, you know, people, and, and even sometimes now, you know, they think, you know, don't be one of the boys and, you know, you should do this and, you know, your voice is so full and heavy. Can you make it a little softer? And, and I had to be convicted enough to believe in me to say I am enough just as I am. You know, I'm not super soft and pink and um, my belly laugh is going to be loud and hard and it's going to be, you know, authentic. And it is what it is. It's not going to be giggles. It's going to be a belly laugh. And if you think it's, you know, a little too masculine, then, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I'm very confident in who I am. And I think being a female in this business, that's what you have to do. You have to be okay with embodying exactly who you are and allowing that to radiate and allowing that to help you succeed. Because I think as long as you are confident in who you are and you push forward in that, nothing can stop you. That's so true. That's so true. And ladies and gentlemen that's listening worldwide right now, that's something, especially females that are listening, you need to take heed to what Jasmine is saying because she shows that it's true what she's saying because look where she's at now. And the thing is, her career is nowhere close to being over. That's the craziness of it. She she can continue and do basically the sky. No, I take that back. The sky is not the limit for her. Yeah, don't she can go beyond the me. sky. Don't do that. Don't no, put the sky no, on no, me. no, I'm no. not. I'm not. You, the, there's no limit. I, I can't even put a glass ceiling or a limitation on what she can do. So and that's on telling females take heed. If you hear no, take it as a soft yes. 
keep running with it. Males, guys who's listening right now, take this advice also. If you hear a no, keep going. Definitely keep oh, going. Because everybody, yes, everybody's going to dream big on this end. Everybody has a dream or a gift. Use it and get to where you're at now. Um, now, Jasmine, do you feel that social media plays a big part in today's era as far as it goes for media, television, music industry to get into the business and get to where you need to get to? I think it is critical. I think it is something that can make the difference between you getting a job and you not. I think, um, you know, every generation there is something that is brought to the table that's brand new, and if you don't embrace it uh, wholeheartedly, you can easily become a dinosaur. You may not Mm. like it. You know, I don't like to share everything on social media, but it is a necessary evil. And I think that it brings a lot of good things to the table. Unfortunately, I think, you know, it also brings some bad. Uh, But I think you have to – I will tell you this. There used to be a time that you could walk into, you know, a radio station or a TV station, and all you needed was a reel or your your air check. And that was it. Right. And they would hire you based on how you look, how you sound. That was it. Well, Or not. Well, now at least you have the power of social media that if someone is telling you no because they don't think that, you know, an audience will relate to you or that you will be able to um, kind of work with and move an audience, you can prove them wrong simply by showing them social media numbers and saying, listen, you may not think that I appeal to a particular demographic, but I can show you otherwise. Look at my social media. You know, I, 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 you know my audience is 1.5 million, and you can break that down and see the number of women that I touch, 25, 54. You can look at it and see the men that I reach who are 18 plus and, you know, where they are socio economically on the ladder. There's so many things that you can do with social media that can make you look more appealing than without it. That's so I true. definitely think yeah. it is a tool that you should always use on your side. And it's a great way to test, you know, whatever it is you want to do. If you want to do TV and you have an idea for a TV show or a particular type of, of news, you can test it out on social media and see whether it works. You know, does it strike a chord with the listeners or the, the audience? Right. And then you, you can figure out whether something works or not, whereas before it was literally you got a job and it was trial and, trial and error. And either you kept that job or you lost that job. Well, now you can work all those kinks out long before you get into the job interviewing process. So I think in yeah, that true. way it's, it's an amazing tool that, that people have at their fingertips that when I was coming along, I didn't have that. All I had was an, an, an arrogant attitude of, yes, I can, and how dare you tell me no, and I know I'm talented. <laughs> And and you that's know, true. So. And Jasmine, I got to ask you this also, and maybe you can tell us the secret ingredients of this. the The mystery question on social media is: What is the biggest way to build up your social media numbers? What What do people have to do to get to that? Consistency, creativity, are the two biggest things. You can't post every now and then. You have right. to feed the monster. The monster is hungry like a newborn baby all the time. Hmm. And then you have to be consistent. You have to be consistent with whatever it is that you're doing. If you are a gossip website, then you have to consistently be gossipy. You can't be gossipy right. today and then tomorrow you want to be seen as a journalist or a blogger. That's not how it works. When you walk <laughs> into McDonald's, you know what the menu is. You don't want to walk in there one day and all of a sudden they're selling you sushi. And you're like, that's not what I came here for. I came here for the Big Mac. Where's the Big Mac? 
So when it's, it's like true. a brand, your social media is your brand. So the key is being consistent with your brand, constantly delivering the same message and trying to be creative in the way in which you send that message. If you do that and you stick with it, you know, you'll, you'll be okay. Your, your audience will build itself. Good answer. Everyone that's listening, even myself, I'm taking heed to that answer because there was an age-old question for me also, how to build your social media numbers. And everyone that's listening worldwide, Jasmine just gave you the secret right there. Just continue to do what <laughs> you do. The secret, but, yeah, the, the be- that's the but, best thing I can tell you because I think a lot of people grow weary and they grow tired after, you know, a month. And they're like, oh, my numbers aren't, you know, going in the right direction. Well, you have to be consistent and you have to be dedicated. You can't give up. And you have to remember this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So you're not going to see your numbers change overnight. You're not going to jump to, you know, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000 in a week's time unless you do something, you know, crazy or, you know, you you do something that. And the thing about doing crazy things, those numbers are short-lived unless you're going to keep doing those crazy things. That's why I said you got to be consistent. So you can't say one day, I'm going to do a gasoline challenge, and you think it's a great idea. Yeah, you get, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers, but then they are coming back because they want to see you continue to do crazy things. So if you're not going to be consistent with that, beware, because you'll get those numbers, and then they'll drop off. That's true. Now, do you and D.L. Hewley and your producers, executive producers and everybody, do you all look at social media to try to find the the next co-host or the next person to join the D.L. Hewley family, or do you all just step away from that and say, where we're at, we're comfortable, we're not looking? How does that actually work, you know, pertaining to your field? Well, I think every show is different. On our show, we are who we are. I mean, that's, I mean, at least to my knowledge, we're not looking for any new talent to bring into the fold, but you never know. I mean, you know, there are always opportunities that, you know, because every week or every month, you know, we're always looking at ways to, to stretch the show, to grow the show, maybe not necessarily in an anchor position, but maybe a feature position. So, you know, there may be a time where we may say, hey, you know, maybe we want to do a sports segment. Well, who could do it? Well, I can't do it because I, I don't know anything about sports. I like the way the uniforms look. I like the colors and how the, 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 the football types fit and how they look when the guys are running down the field. So I couldn't do it. So in a case like that, you know, we might be open to just kind of seeing what's going on in social media and who kind of has their finger on the pulse of what it is that we're trying to do. But every show is different. Every show is different. And for us, you know, I think with the family that we have at the the current moment, we're good. But that could easily change tomorrow or next week, as I said, because, you know, you never know what new feature. And that's why when you're in this field, you know, you have to stay ready. If you stay ready, you never have to get ready. So if we're looking for someone, you're already out there as opposed to just trying to hurry up and get out there just in case. You should already be out there doing whatever exactly. you do with your head focused and not worried about who's looking at you. They'll find you. Mm-hmm. They'll find you. Great answer. Great answer, Jasmine. And I will, um, I will co-sign on that one right there. You guys on the D.L. Healy show, you all are a tight family because it doesn't matter if you or D.L. or anybody else say something. You all have a quick comeback on each other, and it's funny. And you can tell it's a family laugh. It is. Yeah. Like, I'm going to tell you a true story real quick, Jazz, until I get to the next question. Okay. The very first time I've ever heard your show, and this was a couple of years ago. Now, I heard DL, he said something crazy. He said something crazy, too. It was pertaining to um, 
It was dealing it with was it, was it the BET Awards? It was something that happened a few years ago. And you came out with this answer. I forgot what you said, but DL shot something at you really quick. And I said, I said, Jasmine is about to flip. You just shot back at him and just started laughing. I said, that's a family. That's straight up a family. That's something you cannot you cannot break right there. I like that. Please continue your well, success for what you're that. doing. Yeah, well, I, I do believe that, you know, that's part of um, the process. I mean, I think, you know, we are just like a family. I like to say, and, and, and we joke all the time, that DL and I are like a radio husband and wife, and Steve is our, yeah. is our kid. You know, and so we fight, we, you know, we talk about each other, you know, we laugh, we love, we, we do all of that just like you would in your family. But at the end of the day, you know, it is all about coming together and, and remembering, you know, the friendship that we actually have, you know, there are times when we don't agree on everything and that's okay. That's true. Anybody that's listening right now worldwide, if you have a show out there, I'm telling you, if you just listen to the DL Hewley show, you will you will get the secret ingredients on how to get ratings and how to get um, a tight knit family because Jasmine's not lying and I'm not lying. If you heard the show, you all know we're not lying. They can go <laughs> and nail, and five minutes later, yeah. it's like nothing ever happened. So con- oh, yeah. continue with the success, Jasmine. Please do. Well, thank um, you. Thank you very much. Yes. Oh yes, ma'am. Um, how excited were you when you first found out that you had the chance to co-host Centric TV Lifestyle, the show that's called The Culturalist? Oh, I was super, super excited. I was very excited because TV was, is something that I've always wanted to do, and I mm-hmm. wanted to do it kind of on my own terms. And it was one of those I actually went after. They didn't come after me. I went after them. And I think that's, wow. that's, that's kind of the way you have to do things in this business because, you know, you, they're, they're sitting behind their desks and their ivory towers, and, you know, they have business to tend to. So a lot of times they don't have the time to go out necessarily and seek out talent. So they want the talent to jump out at them. And, and that's pretty much what I did. I, I saw an opportunity when I saw Stephen Hill and I, I approached him as only Jasmine can. And, uh, and, and in very few words, I let him know, you know, you should know exactly who I am. I can't imagine that you don't. And it's a shame that you don't. And, you know, we just kind of had this back and forth conversation, very lighthearted and we laughed and, and he was like, wow, you know, you are definitely a force. You know, we do need to look at you. And I was like, absolutely. And literally within two weeks, I was taping culturalist. Wow. In two weeks' time? Yep. In two usually weeks' time. That turnaround, that turnaround is usually a month plus. To well, even, you know what it happened? They were, well, in this case, though, they were already in the process of doing culturalist. And they knew they needed someone. I did not know that they needed someone. So it just happened to be. You know, I was in the right place at the right time. And that's why it goes back to what I said earlier. If you stay ready, you never have to get ready. So every opportunity that comes your way, you're, you're already prepared for it. And either it's a good fit for you or it isn't, but at least you're prepared. And that was the case for me. I had no idea that they even had a show that they were in the process of putting on called Culturalist. I just saw him. I saw an opportunity. I knew I was ready. And he, he just put me in it. Wow. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, be in the right place. Always be ready. I mean, seriously, be Always ready. Be ready. You never, yeah, you never know what will happen. I mean, and you got to make sure that you're ready at the same time. So that is great. Yes. Now, um, 
how did it now I'm gonna jump from the culture list and I'm gonna jump to something that you did also when you co hosted with Skip Murphy in the afternoon and you did afternoon jam session with Brian McKnight. Um, when you yes. did both of those shows, how did it actually help you um towards your career today? Well, prior to that, for a very long time, it was just me. I was the anchor of my own show for a long time. Now, I had Mm -hmm. done mornings before a couple of times, so I worked with people, but I was always on the same level. And then after that, it was just me for many years. So, you know, dealing with Brian and then, then afterwards dealing with Skip, what it did was it taught me how to control my personality and make room for someone else. So I think both of those actually primed me really well for DL. DL, he's a huge talent. You know, I mean, he's a huge talent, not just in terms of who he is as a personality, but in the room with him when you're seated next to him and you're, you're doing a show, he takes up a lot of space. So you have to be comfortable in who you are to be with him in that space but also give him what he needs because it's his show. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of times, especially for a black female, you know how we are. We are a lot of us are alpha. <laughs> and so me, it's just the truth. You know, we want the last word. We want to snap back too, but you have to know, you know, when to be quiet and, and when to be able to fire off that, you know, quick one-liner and, and, and what's funny and what's not and when to hang a lantern on something and when to let it go. And it, because I had been by myself for a long time, I needed to learn that rhythm. So working with, with Brian for a while and then working with Skip kind of prepared me to be able uh, to do that with DL. And I think that's why we have such a great symbiotic relationship. It's, it's such a great example of ebb and flow that, you know, we, we do it effortlessly. That is, that's very true. And that's one thing I do want to say also when you was um, with Afternoon Jam Session with Brian McKnight, I, I like you said, just to echo you for a second, you when you are on somebody else's show, you do have to I don't want to say know your role, but at the same time I wanna say know your role. You have to give yeah. the person their space. You gotta know what you're there for and how do that's you right. contribute into it. Yes. Spot so I think and you can't be afraid to say it that way because that is that's the nuts and bolts of it. That is the truth of it. Without you know, any rose-colored glasses on it, it is what it is. And you have to know your lane, and you can't be afraid to say that. There's no shame in that. It's probably one of right. the most difficult positions. To me, it's easy to be the anchor. It is. To me, mm-hmm. the hardest part is being the co-pilot because you have to be able to, oh. you know, be okay, number one, with allowing someone to shine, knowing that you are partly responsible for the shine that comes on them. You can make it dimmer or you can make it brighter, you know, and as long as you understand that and you know how to use it to your advantage, you're fine. It's people who, who like, you know, I want to be the alpha too. Well, wait a second. That's not what you were hired for. And I, I think right. it, takes, it takes a strong person to be able to hold somebody else up knowing that, you know, you're putting in the equal amount of work. It's not in some, in some cases the harder part of the work. And- and, you know, and Jasmine, you kind of just shocked me right there on what you just said. You really shocked me because when you're saying it's hard for you to be the co-pilot, the, the experience and everything that you have that comes in your package, I don't see why it's hard for you because it seems like you can take any role and run with it. it. It seems like it because that's how smooth you are. 
when you're on air or in front of a camera. It's, I don't see how it's actually hard for you. I well, can see it would be hard, hard for some people to have seen it. Well, let me, let me quantify that a little bit. It's hard in terms of keeping your ego in check. It's not that, you, okay. that I can't do it. I think I'm very well qualified to do it. I think, you know, it's literally like if you are, um, we'll say, the star basketball player on the team, and then they right. bring someone else in to assist you. You know, a lot of times you're going to – the person who comes in to assist you, if they are a star in their own right, it's literally like how do you step down and be okay with, with not being the star of the show when you've always been the star of the show, and now you're not. Makes so sense. I think it's difficult sometimes to keep your, your ego in check. Not necessarily mm-hmm. that I can't do it, but, you know, I always have to, to not necessarily, I don't want to say remind myself, but, you know, I think that goes to being a great co-host. It's not right. a host, I'm a co-host. And sometimes that can be difficult if you've always been the host and now you're the co-host. You have to find your, your rhythm in that and, mm-hmm. and, and be good at it. And, and I always thought before I became a co-host that it had to be an easy job because the pressure's not on you. The pressure's on the host. I was wrong. There's even Good, more yeah. pressure on the co-host. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. I, think I, I think I do a good job at it, <laughs> but it's very difficult. <laughs> and I see where you're coming from because, you know, you have to uh, hold that quote-unquote uh, weight, excuse me, hold that quote-unquote weight of the show because yeah, – That's and right. I'm going to use – and I'm going to use, for example, your current show, DL, the DL Healy show. DL, yes, it's his show, but you're adding on your layer to keep it to where it is right now. So right. if you have a bad day going on air, you know, it's going to be, it, it, it can show. It can actually show through the radio waves that, you know, oh, Jasmine is not feeling too well or or something's on Jasmine's mind and she's not being her typical self. And it seemed like DL to be holding the show itself. But with all three of you all together, will unit team. And and yes, that co host does have a whole lot of weight that it has to carry for a show. That is very That's true. That's right. Because and, everything that I bring into the room, it affects everybody mm-hmm. else. It, that's so if so I'm true. having a bad day and I come in, now my host is going to have a bad day because I'm having a bad day and my energy has seeped into him. If he's yep. having a bad day and I'm having a bad day, I have to uplift him and not worry about my bad day because now I got to pull the weight for me and for him. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's, that, it's a very it's a, it's a difficult balance, you know. And while you know he's a comedian, he's, he's smart, he's funny, he's bright, he's intelligent, you know. So he comes right. in and everything is off the cuff. I have to come in well prepared, and because he is such a free spirit and he's he's like any creative spirit, he's all over the place at times. I have to be ready for wherever he throws the ball. So if you can imagine a baseball game, you've got three or four people in the outfield. They have to be prepared wherever the ball is going to go. That's me. I have to be all over that field by myself. So if he asks me a question about, you know, well, where were we in the the election process last night? I have to know the answer to that. Oh, hey, what was the name of that person who was killed in Virginia? I have to know the, I have to know the information on that and the details behind <laughs> it and be able to give it to him just as he asked me. So it, you, you have true. to be all things all the time. So that's why I say it could be a little goal because you're so used to being in that position where you're kind of, you know, just the mouthpiece. Right. So, but, and, but, but I, I absolutely love it. I love what I do. I love working with DL because he is so amazingly talented. 
he's so smart. And honestly, and I joke with him all the time about this, and I say, I had no idea you were this smart. I really didn't. I just thought you were a comedian who probably wasn't really that bright, didn't know anything more than jokes. But he, right. he, he's amazing. He, he knows the most he, random, you know, facts about things that I'm like, how did you even know that there was a spider called the Huntsman Spider in Australia? And you've never been to Australia. And you know all the facts <laughs> about it. Like, it's just, it's, it's crazy. It, that's past crazy, and that's what I was gonna say. Also, if you go compare this to a baseball game, Jasmine, you got one heck of a pitcher on your team. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you because <laughs> I, I'm so used to the DL Hewley from Kings of Comedy. He's still there, right. but the dude has a brain on him. I mean, it, it's crazy. And you're tough. right. I've heard him. He pitched some random stuff to you before, and I was like, Jasmine, not gonna answer this. And I'm like, you on your A game. You're like, bow, bow. I'm like. <laughs> I applaud you. I'm driving in the car. I'm really applauding you. And since you're mentioning DL, that's gonna be my next question. Also, um, can you tell people about your experience, like how you're feeling right now, um, your experience on the DL Hewley show, and the atmosphere um, of the DL Hewley show? That's when the when um, when it goes off air. How is it before the show, after the show? Your your thoughts through the show. What goes through your mind? Well. And, well, actually, this, you know, he and I spend a lot of time on the phone. You know, we talk, you know, early mornings, late nights, just following what's going on in social media. So we're always plugged in. So I wake up and my mind is racing about, you know, something that I saw or even he'll text me and say, call me. I want to talk to you about something I saw. And, you know, so we, we kind of amp up like that getting ready for the show. So there's a lot of excitement, you know, especially if it's something good and juicy or if we know it's going to, you know, cause a lot of consternation between us on the air. And, you know, sometimes he'll call me to kind of bait me to see what the DLQ is going to be by asking me the question to see what my response is going to be. So then he'll know if it's going to be good or not. Then all through the show, you know, that is what it is. And after the show, we, you know, I, I always say I like to unwind. So, you know, we'll go, we'll have lunch, we'll have a drink, you know, we'll talk, we'll laugh about the show, and then we immediately we'll start thinking about tomorrow's show. Nice. So it's literally like so, a, a roller coaster. So, so you, you know. all can mix business and play together perfectly. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. yes. We play a lot. <laughs> oh, I guess you all do. We play a lot. <laughs> We do. Yes. We absolutely do. Now, I'm not sure if he's listening or not, but big shout out to you, DL Hewley. Um, if you are listening, thank you for listening. Big shout out to what you're doing. You're doing great things. You're actually informing the world. You and Jasmine, you all are both doing great things. Continue to do big things. Jasmine, if he's not listening, you make sure I tell make sure you tell him I said congratulations I on everything you've done. And I love what he's doing. And please tell him I said continue to do what he does. I, you know what? Please I'm actually do. on my way to the studio right now. I will tell him that message. Thank you. Um, now, I know you're a busy woman. I'm not going to hold you up much longer. Um, will you tell everyone that's listening to you, that's introduced to you for the first time, or that's a fan of you, tell the people some of the A-list names that you had the honor to interview in your career? Oh, wow. I, there are probably very few that I haven't interviews. Exactly. I mean, obviously, I think over the past couple of years, you know, doing the national thing, you know, we, and on our show, we really don't mm-hmm. do a lot of interviews like that per, per se. But for the most part, you'd be hard pressed to find someone that I actually haven't spoke to. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, it's, it's 
you know. Now, I will say here, here lately I've been reaching out a lot to some of the celebrities that I have spoken to because for me this month is really huge because it's November, which is my birth month, and it's also Adoption Awareness oh, wow. Month, which is for me a huge platform because I myself was adopted. So I oh. have a Facebook page called Adopted and Winning, and I'm asking people to share their stories of adoption, whether they actually adopted someone or if they themselves are an adoptee, and basically talk about, you know, how being adopted has affected them and how they're winning. I think that's so important because I was so blessed having started behind the eight ball, you know, me, you know, being born and, and, and immediately going into the foster care system, going through three or four foster families before I was actually adopted. And, you know, a lot of times that can affect you in many ways. And, and my goal is to break the stigma about adoption and to break the stigma that when you're born into a situation like that, you know, you're kind of at a disadvantage and, and, and life won't work out for you. And, and I'm trying to create a platform to say, yes, it can. You know, all things are possible if you believe. And if you work hard, it's not just about believing. you got to put that work in there. So I'm trying to, you know, galvanize, you know, these stories of celebrities and, and, and you know, regular people of, you know, who live next door to say, listen, I was adopted and look at me now, I'm winning. You know, someone didn't find value in me, but I found value in me. And I think that's so important, especially considering, you know, African-American children and just minorities in general are the least likely to get adopted, the least likely to get adopted, even though we're available for adoption at the same rate as everyone else. So I think mm-hmm. right now for me, that's a, that's a huge campaign that I'm working on, and, and I'm hoping to get the support of a lot of celebrities out there who have also been adopted to kind of join this fight with me. Nice. And I was about to ask you about that next. So I'm glad you did mention that. That's very true. Everyone, make sure you find the Facebook page. You follow Jasmine Sanders. Oh, talking about that, Jasmine, um, I meant to ask you that earlier. Um, how could people find you or follow you on social media? Uh, on social media, I am. I am Jasmine Sanders. That's how you can find me on Facebook, on Instagram. I am Jasmine Sanders. I think on Twitter, it might just be at Jasmine Sanders. But everything is. else is I am Jasmine Sanders. Very simple, nice. and, you know, you can follow me. I'm on Snapchat, although I don't snap a lot, but that is I see you, Jazzy. Uh, I, I probably do more uh, Insta-snapping, you know, on Instagram than I do okay. on uh, uh, Snapchat. But uh, I'm yeah. very, very uh, busy and active on, on Facebook and on, on Twitter, um, so definitely give a follow. Uh, exactly. Everyone follow her. I'm actually following Jasmine Sanders on Twitter myself, so I'm keeping up with her with the latest and greatest also. So um, now, Jasmine, how, were you shocked when you found out that you were named at the top of the list as most influential influential woman by the N-A-B-F-E-M-E? I'm surprised I actually got that out of there. Yeah, every- I, I, <laughs> I actually was <laughs> because I a lot for the majority of the time. You know, I do things not because I look for other people to recognize it, but I do it because it's something that I feel in my spirit. And so mm-hmm. I don't do it necessarily for the accolades or for someone to say, oh, look what she's doing. But, it's, you know, so I really, you know, just stay focused, keep my eyes on the prize and just work. So when they, you know, honored me with that, I was humbled. Um, it made me want to work harder to do other things, to help other people, not necessarily for the accolades, but more because I saw it was working. And, you know, just a little old me, you know, it, what I was doing was making a difference. So it actually kind of, 
you know, ignited that spirit in me even more to do more. Nice. Nice. Now, Jasmine, um, what is your ultimate goal in the music and media industry? Uh, my ultimate goal is to own my own um, talent division. Um, oh, wow. As well as, yeah, I would. I, I, there are a lot of talented people out there, and I think a lot of them get seduced by the immediacy uh, of success uh, that social media can bring you, but then it quickly falls mm-hmm. off. So my company is called Just My Talent because at the end of the day, that's all you have. Obviously, you have your reputation, your integrity, your name. But for me, you know, I, I can't do, you know, I'm not a genius at mathematics and I can't do open heart surgery. But, you know, all I have is just my talent and that will sustain me. I think there are so many other people out there who have the same situation but may not know how to navigate the waters. And so ultimately, uh, I'd like to start my own talent company. I'd like to have my own media company to do more production. Uh, I'd like to think that I have a great eye for things that uh, look good visually in front of a camera, and I would like to put that to you. So that's, that is the direction that I am, I'm heading. Well, Jasmine, I'll sign up in a heartbeat. I definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll sign me up. Give me, yes. Give me an application, everything. I'll sign up. Yes. Now, <laughs> now Jazz, I know you're on the way to the studio, so you're a busy woman. You got so much stuff to do today, so I'm not going to hold you up much longer. But once again, I just have to reiterate, you've been in this media, and you have media experience for over 15 years. Um, what advice would you give any male or female that would like to get into the media industry or the radio industry or even television? I'd say work hard. Don't look for shortcuts. Polish who you are. Don't try to create a personality or a persona that is not authentic. Be exactly who you are. Figure out what that is. Figure out what that is and, and, and try to figure out a way to embellish it and stick with it. Put your head down, work hard, and never take no for an answer. Just keep fighting for that yes. Keep fighting for it. That's what I would say. And stay the course. Nice. Nice. Jasmine Sanders, thank you once again for coming on thank the show. Thank you. Um, I really enjoyed it. I would love to have you back in the future. Back on the of show. Of course. Anytime. Anytime. I hey. enjoyed myself. And good luck to you. And I'm so proud of you and what you're doing. Congratulations. Thank you very much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Jasmine Sanders, make sure you follow her on social media. Check out D.L. Hewley's show. Make sure you check out everything she's doing. Keep up with her. Big things are happening for her. All right, guys, until next time on the Big Scoop with Coop. Uh, you know what time it is. Time to hang, hang out with Mr. Coop. 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 From Mr. Cooper, from Mr. Cooper, from Mr. Cooper, hey, we're Mr.